Welcome to the Business Behind the Scene podcast with Francesca Moy, where we talk all about real business problems, real solutions, and getting actual results in your business. Hello, hello. Today we're talking to Julia. She made over $50,000 in sales for one single workshop and all the strategies she learned in my courses on organic marketing and I thought you need to listen to this because it's priceless. If you're running workshops, this is the um, podcast for you. Go and listen and enjoy. Here we are, we are live. Okay, okay, okay. Welcome, welcome, welcome everybody to Workshop Secret for Coaches. We are here live today with another amazing speaker. Um, We have, um, you know what, I wanted to share with you guys. Sales are so important in business and it's something that most of us as business owners, we hate and we try to push away and we try not to talk about and we need just to have the conversation, right? What's going on with your sales in your business? What's going on with your numbers? Do you know your numbers? All of those things. I have learned throughout my business that I had to... I learned to my business that I had to prioritize sales and I'm so grateful to be able to share with you today an amazing conversation. It's going to be with the one and only Julia Zucchi. Hi, Julia. Oh, good morning, everyone. So good to be here. Yeah, so good to have you. So let's have a real conversation about, first of all, most, tell me all about your business um, and your how did you come up, how, what happened? How did you get into business? And then we can talk a bit, give some tips around, you know, your expertise. So let's go. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I got into the business, I've been in a sales role for the last 20 years and I've sold everything from knockdown furniture to advertising space in a local newspaper to gym memberships. I spent most of my career selling prescription medication. And the fun thing about the pharmaceutical medica- uh, the pharmaceutical industry is that we're trained to the hills on how to sell. So how to open a call, close a call, overcome objections, pick up the phone, make a cold call, how to do all your business development, all of those pieces. But what we were never taught was the mindset that comes with it. We would just get out there and suck it up. You know, when you get no's all day long, too bad. Get in your car, you're back on the road again the next day. And, you know, you've got to build that resilience. You've got to build that strength as you go. And you've got to think, you know, on your feet about how do we change things? How do we do things differently? How do I keep continually improving? So I discovered about five years ago neuroscience brain-based coaching. And that style of coaching is predominantly reserved for the C-suite, for executives, for, you know, that real leadership style of coaching. But what I discovered is that the tools and strategies that are taught in neuroscience are so relevant in the sales space. And what I discovered is that when I put the two of them together, for me, I was able to catapult my sales. So I just, you know, I had results as a sales rep that I was able to then be able to achieve what I wanted. And then I did some coaching with people and they were getting incredible results. I had this one amazing client who didn't feel confident in selling. She was in a really new job, didn't feel confident in the space. And within three months of working together, she signed a million dollar contract for one of our businesses. So amazing. It, it just... You know, I think just that combination of the two. So I remember standing on the beach one day and I just, I had the tears. I was like, I love what I'm doing as a sales rep, but I know that I've got so much more to offer the world. And if I can combine the two, that I can make such a difference in other people's businesses and especially small business when, like you said, most small business owners, we're the passionate ones, we're the creative ones. We love what we do, but we hate selling. So it's it's that it's combining the two so I can help people love that sales process so let's let's talk about that Julia for a second so 
you said that you were in corporate for 20 years and then you started your own business. Did you have, uh, because I love to get, you know, down and there, right? Let's get to the vulnerable sure. side of, sure. of us, right? It's like, you know, is the difference between selling for others and selling for yourself in your own business? Did you find that in yourself? So, so different. You know, you give me your products and services and I can sell them to the cows. Kind of I can tell people how amazing you are, how incredible this, this program is, that people are going to get phenomenal results. Try doing that about yourself, you know, that you're going to get phenomenal results from me, that I am incredible. You know, there's almost this inbuilt culture. And I don't know if it's a female thing because I've spoken to, to women across lots of different cultures. And I don't know if it's a female thing because I know men are very good at, you know, talking themselves up and being really confident in that space. But I really found it difficult to convert those selling skills of selling other people's products and services to selling my own. And, you know, I still... I mean, I feel like I'm, I'm much better at it now, but it's something that I've grabbed all of my neuroscience tools and I've gone, right, how do I need to feel confident in this space? How do I need to portray the value that I bring to people in a way that doesn't sound salesy or sleazy or make me feel salesy or sleazy? Amazing. So, so if you guys are watching this and you resonate with that, like you know that you can sell, like I'm a natural salesperson, like I, I'm very good at, and like without even trying, like I'm, someone invited me to an amazing concert coming up and I saw that if I bring 10 people, I can get a discount. I'm like, oh, I'll bring 10 people. And two seconds, I got 10 people. And it's like, I'm just very good at bringing people together. Like I'm natural at it. But then when I have to sell my own thing, there is the imposter syndrome, there is the self-talk, there's all the things that come up. If you guys are watching this and you go like, I have that, just say resonate. I want to see how many are resonating with like the difficulty between be able to easily sell for others, but then when you have to sell for yourself, there is things that come up. There is fears. There is self-talk. There's all those things. So I'm glad to know the experts like you in sales also have that, Julia. Like a lot of people don't talk about that. Everybody is like just, you know, put themselves in like I'm good at selling, but they're not telling you the truth. I'm like, it's actually harder to sell for yourself, right? Yeah, so much harder. And I think that every level that you go to in business, certainly for me anyway, I still get that, right? So for me, you know, I'm really growing and expanding the next level of my business. And now I need to be having conversations with people who are at a much higher level. And some of that imposter syndrome still comes back. So that's when I then have to go back and I've really got to ground back in, you know, what is my process and what am I using to be able to find that courage and that confidence? We just had this conversation this morning that, you know, sometimes in sales, you've got to have the courage before you feel confident right? You've got to be courageous enough to pick up the phone, to follow up your leads, to really think about how you're putting yourself out there and be courageous. Because if you can be courageous, we can build the confidence, right? You start mm. to get the sales on board or you get the yeses, you get the noes, and we can build on that. But you've really got to have that courage to start with. And I don't have it all the time either. <laughs> but this is the thing, right? It's the courage to collect no's. It's the courage to put yourself out there, not knowing, like, you know, knowing that you could be rejected. Is that, you know, consistency? Because the more we do it, the more we're going to get better Absolutely. at selling, right? Yep. Yep. And you might be crap and you probably will be crap in the beginning, right? Yeah. But let's say you go and collect 20 no's. Done. Tick. You've done your 20 no's. Now let's analyze and figure out what were the objections? Why did you get those no's? What happened? Was it the way you were speaking? Was it what you said? Was it that you couldn't overcome them? And then let's figure out for the next 20 calls, how do we get better at that? You know, how do we go and improve on it? But you do, you have to be courageous in the beginning to put yourself out there, to give it a go so we can figure out how to improve. And the thing is, I'm sorry, but if you're in business, this is not something that you can go, oh, I won't do. You have 
to do for sales. I love it. Oxygen. Is this so important that like people say that a lot? They say like, okay, I, I need to have a business, but I'm just going to outsource all these like hot balls that I don't want to handle that I don't like. But it's like, especially at the beginning of a business, we have to do those things. We have to do marketing and sales ourselves. We can't outsource them in, in, in straight away. So before we get into the nitty gritty, we really got into the nitty gritty because we love this stuff, right? But let's talk about your business. So how, how did it, when you made that decision and you started it, was straight away a million dollar business? Like what happened? Of course it was, straight away, because I'm in sales, yeah. right? No way, oh my goodness. So um, it was interesting because that first month in sales, I think um, I literally signed up with you, um, with the Academy in that first month in sales, because what I recognize is that I can sell and I'm, I'm okay and good at selling, but I'm no good at marketing. Like I've just, it's never been my place. As a salesperson, we get given the marketing, it's handed to us on a platter. So I recognize really quickly that I needed to have someone the in lead. my to, yeah, someone in my court to help me with the marketing side of things, to figure out how to get out there on Facebook, how to figure out, you know, even things like moving from one-on-one coaching to group coaching, you know, that was something that was really appealing to me. So, you know, to have you on board as a coach was amazing in that very, those very early days. Um, And my business went from, you know, 5,000 to 10,000 to 30,000 to 60,000 months quite quickly. Yeah. Because I think that, you know, I, I trusted that this was my journey and my path. Like I'd, you know, I'd really made that decision and I was like, I am all in. I quit my amazing corporate job and I'm like, this is it. I've got to do this. I love that. And this is vital for everybody watching this. So you watching this, just ask yourself this question. Ever got a really strong strategy to get leads in my funnel, to get people that are from following me into converting to give me the emails, into starting a conversation, into then coming to a call, into then the next question will come, right? But the first question is, do not to do that? Say yes or no, right? Leads, yes or no? Tell me, leads, yes or leads, no? If you don't know how to do it. And then the second question to ask yourself is, do I not to convert those leads? So sales, yes, or sales, no. Once you answer those two questions, then you will know what is a priority for you in your business. Do you need to invest into learning how to get leads first, or do you need to invest to how to convert those leads? And this is vital because I remember like in my journey as a coach, some people said to me, but you know, I'm getting leads, but I'm not converting. Like, and I was like, well, it's not my fault. I might course is going to help you to get leads then if you wanted to go in you got to go to julia i i don't have those skills i can sell my stuff because i've learned it because i've done it so much but i'm not a sales coach as such so you guys do that for yourself right right now in the comments tell us leads yes it means that you know how to get leads or leads no if you don't know how to get leads and then the next question you need to ask yourself is do i know to sell sales yes or sales no and then if you know if you get a reality check if you have leads no and sales no okay you got some work to do if you have one that's yes one is is no then you know which one where you need to spend some more energy to be able to improve that so do you notice that that's something that a lot of business owners need and they don't realize yeah, absolutely. And I think that um, often where I see business owners is that they put a lot of energy and effort into getting the leads, but then do nothing with them. So for example, you know, spending the money on Facebook ads and got a ton of leads that they're sitting on all of these emails, but doing nothing with them. And they've spent all this money and, or, you know, don't have the systems in place to be able to contact people. And one of the things that we know, and I can't remember share this statistic with me, but recently, but something like your Facebook leads will go cold in 48 hours. So if you 
spent all your money to convert someone into a warm lead. So if you put an ad on Facebook, they've clicked on it for whatever reason, they've come into your business, they're warm. But if you leave it for more than 48 hours, they go cold. So you've got to, if you're going to do some sort of a lead generation strategy like that, you've got to make sure you've got your systems in place. And as a business owner, I certainly wanted to make sure that if I was bringing the leads in, I knew how to convert them. And the way that you know you teach us is how to bring them in without spending that money, do it organically. So you're confident you can convert them. And then somewhere down the track, if you want to go and invest in it, then let's do it, you know, when you've got your system in place. But yeah, to answer your question, absolutely. I see a lot of people who just don't feel confident in how to convert those clients over. And they might have converted one or two or five or 10. But if you want to grow and scale the business, we've got to figure out how do we do that. And what do you think? And obviously, you, you, I don't know if there's right or wrong in any of this, but I always help people to put the prices low at the beginning to avoid having to deal with the objections of money as well as their own self-confidence and self-doubt and all those things. So do you also do that? Like, do you suggest to people, hey, start low. You always have time to put your prices up. Yeah, I do. And I think that honestly, um, as you know, as I said, Francesca, when I started the business, I didn't really know that. I didn't know those sort of things, but that was one of the things that you taught me. And it really helped me to even for myself to get my confidence up to be able to sell myself. So really getting those first 10 clients on board at a really low price point. And you know, now I look at my numbers and in a year and a half or almost two years in the business, I've more than 10x my hourly rate and the prices that I charge people. But just to get that confidence in the beginning to get people on board. And I do, I always say it to my clients, I'm like, let's just drop those prices so that you start feeling really confident to get yeah. people aboard and then let's work on how we increase them. Because because let's be honest, Julia, right? Nobody's ever going to go back and go like, oh my goodness, I can't believe my first 10 clients are charged only that much. Right now, I'll be so much richer yeah. <laughs> if I charge yeah. 10 people $500 more. Like, who cares how much you yeah. charge the first 10? I remember I got 10 clients in 10 days for $180 for four sessions. Like, all oh, four yeah. of them. It's ridiculous, right? But I was comparing to like, who cares? Like, at the end of the day, the 10 clients in 10 days got me so much confidence. I was like on top of the world, right? And then I put my price up later on and now I charge $1,000 an hour, but I couldn't do that at the beginning, right? I would have never had even one person saying yes. Agreed. Yeah, absolutely agreed. And yeah, I was the same. And I remember you, you know, kind of having that conversation with us and it was in one of the workshops around saying like, you're not going to look back and regret you know, having your prices at that price point, because what it means is that you're just getting started, you know, you get the balls rolling and then you, you know, and, but you, I always say, you know, have that conversation too, that, you know, you're my founding members. I am starting this process. Like I want to bring you on at this really low rate. We start to get the testimonials. We start to get really confident in what we're delivering in those really early days. And then you go, right, let's now catapult it. You know, let's figure out how do we bring, we, you know, we know we've got the results. Let's bring that value to the next sort of people. Wow, that's amazing. I love that. And I love the fact that, you know, there's always so much opportunity to learn when you put your prices down as well, because now you learn one thing at a time. Like I now learn how to get a yes, how to take a payment, right? Yes. How to yes. onboard this client. There's yeah. so much learning. And then when I put my price up, there's learning on the objection, on how to deal objection of money. How do I want to have that objection right away? Because if not, I don't get the experience to, you know, the, 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 the possibility to experience all the other things, like how to get a client in, how to maybe convert them to the next level like there is so much a possibility right 
Uh, yeah, absolutely. And I think there's a power in also, you know, understanding your process, you know, your leads and how they're coming in and, you know, how to convert people to those different levels in your programs as well. And I think, you know, certainly the strategy that you know, we were using around finding people from Facebook and so my strategy is around cold calling, you know, I really recognise that when you bring those, those clients in at that cold level, you start to really get a a feel for how much time you need to spend with people, you know, whether it's putting them into a workshop, whether it's bringing them into one-on-one coaching, you know, whatever that might be, so that you can kind of start to nurture them, if you like, so that you can then figure out what is that next step for them and how do we let them grow in our business? So let me ask you a question that is, I'm sure that a lot of people have been asking you, does cold calling still work? (laughs) I literally did a training on cold calling this morning and um. I'm here to tell you, yes, it does. But if you're listening to this and you don't want to do it, stay in your comfy seat because it's working for us and my clients. So we're happy to keep it this way. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. So yeah. tell, me, tell me a bit about like what is, what is the reason why people assume that it's not working anymore? Tell me, tell me all about it because this will be a, such a good learning for everybody listening. Look, if I just get, it's just one of the fastest ways to get appointments in your calendar and I think that people don't think it works because they're so used to being called by insurance companies by solar companies by whoever it's an someone from offshore and you know this I don't know how how this is going to land with everyone but when someone calls you from offshore often there is a pause on the phone often they pick up the phone it's difficult to understand their English and they don't take a breath for about two minutes. You know, if you actually stayed on the phone, and I'd be interested to know what their stats are who stays on the phone. If you stay on the phone, they don't take a breath in their speaking for about two minutes. So I think that's the, the ideal and the mentality a lot of people have around cold calling is that that's the way it should be done. And it's completely the opposite. I literally had a, um, a call with someone this morning and she said to me, and I actually it wasn't even a cold call. It was a voice message through Messenger. And she said, I could feel your energy in your voice. I was like, oh, that's really cool. So for us, when I say for us, you know, this is a strategy that I teach my clients and this, you know, we get the results. So somewhere between 50 and 70% conversion into an appointment. So not into a sale, but conversion into the next appointment. And that's then that's a qualified sales call. So you would just say to people that, for example, I have lots of people that are downloading my 100 tasks to delegate to a virtual assistant, and you would just say that I should just pick up the phone and call all those people. Yeah, 100%. Oh, my goodness. I love it. I love it. Yeah, absolutely. And, like, this is a big thing too, I think, um, when you – so if you've got any of those free PDFs or for everyone, whatever your downloadable eBooks, whatever it is, make sure you've got in your sales system that you collect people's phone numbers. Because people, and I think this is another kind of block for a lot of people, they think, oh, no one wants to give me their phone number. It is not true. I collect everyone's phone number. Every Mm -hmm. single person who downloads, we get their phone numbers now. And we give them that courtesy call just to say, hey, and it might be a phone call or it could be a message on Messenger just to say, hey, you downloaded it. I'd love to know how did you feel? You know, what helped? How did it resonate with you? What helped? Is there anything more I can help you with? I love, you know, one of my big things at the moment is I really love getting people into my Facebook group. So I like bring them in and interviewing them, you know, tell me what you do. I'd love to be able to give you an opportunity to promote yourself or, you know, whatever that might be. So yeah, it's the cold calling. Giving though, right? Because cold calling, we're thinking that it's about selling, but it's about giving. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it just, you know, it depends on your strategy and how you go about things as well. And I think understanding that, you know, 
you, there's got to be there's a nurturing process there. You're not necessarily going to get someone in from a cold call and sell them into a fifteen thousand dollar program. And you know, I can tell you that from experience that this was one of my big learnings in the business. And Francesca, you know, I've shared this with you, and I'm happy to share this because I sometimes think that you know our biggest lows and our toughest lows are our best learning. And I followed a strategy at the end of last year where we were bringing cold clients into a sales call. We were sharing a video with them. So they got a bit of love from us, you know, had, had a little bit of an understanding of the business, but I was then trying to sell them into a really high ticket program and it just didn't work. It just, you know, we really recognize that we need to do a bit more nurturing and that, so then just changing your strategy going, right, all right, they're coming from cold. Let's bring them into a really low ticket item. It might be $1,500 or it might even be a free workshop or a $300 program. So they can start to like, know and trust us. And then we figure out what's that next step for them when we know more about them. Yeah, so this is the way it brings it back to the first question of like, do you know how to get leads in? Do you know how to nurture those leads? And then once you get them to the point that they're ready to buy, do you know how to convert them? So in my question before, leads yes or no and sales yes or no, it's like, do you know how to nurture those leads? Because that's the other step that people don't really do. So as you're asking, you're watching this and you ask yourself those first two questions, ask yourself the third one too, because it would actually help you to get understanding where is your um, missing link in your business. Business. What is your blind spot? What is the reason why you're not getting people through is maybe one of these three things. Maybe you're not very clear about how to nurture and give trust to people, or you're not very clear how to um, bring them into more curiosity and, and, and give them more value and then how to then convert them. And so um, in the conversion piece, so once I have done the call calling and I got them on the call, um, what is the, the biggest thing mistake that you think people make on a call, on a sale call? I think the biggest mistake people make, I think there's two. I think number one um, is what I call verbal diarrhea. So I think <laughs> it's so true. We all know it, right? It's when you get so excited, you're on that phone call and you're like, oh, or on the Zoom meeting, whatever it is, and you're like, all you want to do is tell them how amazing you are and all about your program. We do this and we do that and we do that. And you, they just glaze over and you can see them like, oh, dear God, like, when is this going to end? So I think that's the first piece. I think. Um, and that's something that I really work with my clients on is helping them to have some really great questions because really in those first, that first meeting, you should be listening more than you are speaking. You want to have a great set of questions so that you can truly uncover if that person is right for your business. Like if they really want what you've got to offer, because remember that it just might not be right. You might, and it goes both ways. They might not be the right client for you. You might not be the right one for them. But if you spend that whole time talking about yourself and your program and how amazing you are, you'll never uncover that. So that's the first thing um, that I think a lot of people do wrong in a sales call. I think the other one is that they get really afraid of objections. And By the way, about the first one, who is guilty? Just say guilty in the chat if you go like, I've done, because I'm guilty of that, right? And, and I remember that verbal diarrhea was like a thing that I was so nervous like and i i've done that in dating as well <laughs> you go on a you go on a date and you're like oh! and then you're like why did i do all of that like i didn't let him talk right so if you are guilty just say guilty because it's important to self-evaluate yourself now without without shame or without feeling bad about it it's just like oh yeah i just i think i do that and so then once you have awareness you can actually change it 
Agreed, agreed. Yeah, I remember like my early pharmaceutical days and we were given a sales aid and I would literally sit in front of a doctor and I'd flip through every single page on the sales aid and I'd take it, take them through all of this stuff and I'd walk out and I'd wonder why they were like trying to kick me out the door, you know, with, and I, I didn't, I wouldn't ask them any questions. So yeah, I think that's a, that's a big one. So if it's something that you do, don't, don't worry that that's something that you might have done in the past. Now is your opportunity to go, all right, well, you know, how about I have a list of five questions? And I do, like I have my, in the beginning, I had them all written down in my, you know, on my notebook of what I wanted to ask. So I didn't forget anything. So I went through a process. And over time, you obviously remember what those questions are. But. I, I don't believe there's nobody else. We've got lots of people in the call. If you, when you are on a sales call, you do go through verbal diarrhea, you could talk and talk and talk and talk and talk, or you have done that in the past, you say guilty. I want to see, I've only got a few people saying guilty. I don't believe it that there's nobody else in here because I actually, I'm going to type it myself. I know for sure that I'm guilty of that. I've done it definitely in the past. I have learned from it. I don't do it as much now, but sometimes I still do. And often I also do when I am not in alignment, when I'm not the best version of myself, when I'm tired, when I'm have done too many calls for the day. Like it still happens. Yeah, agreed. Also, if we're in a bit of lack. So I think that if you like I know I did it when I was um like when I invested in this coaching and it wasn't working and we were hitting rock bottom, I really found that I was in that verbal diarrhea space. And I was like, I, and you know, and I'm almost in that desperate, like desperate to get the sale, trying to convince you that this is the right thing that you need to do. Where the best salespeople that I've ever seen, they almost don't say anything. They really, the questioning is really succinct. They do a really great job at clarifying in a succinct way. And they don't almost, they can allow other people to sell their clients to sell for themselves. You know, they almost have the right questions that we can, they can convince, how do I say it? That they, people Inspire people, people. inspire people. Yeah, it's really, it's awesome to watch great salespeople. I love um, it. I love it. Well, the other thing I was going to share with you quickly is the other thing that people do is they get really nervous when it comes to overcoming objections. And this is a piece that I think is really powerful is that if you can just, when someone gives you an objection around time or money or I need to check with a partner, I call it double clicking. Just double click on that and ask a few questions around it. So you can't afford it. Tell me more about that. You know, tell me more about why you can't afford it. Because when you do, it's not necessarily that they just don't have the money there. It might be that they don't have, see the value in investing in themselves or that they have just paid, you know, another coach a whole ton of money that's not working. So there's a whole lot of stories that go behind that. So I think that when people give you an objection, make sure that you're just double clicking on it and just ask a few deeper questions of, you know, why is it like that? Or why is it. that a challenge for you right now? I love it. I love it. I love it. So Julia, final say that you want to share with people, how can they find you? How can they follow you? Ah, so come and follow me. I'm mostly on Facebook. So Julia Zilke on Facebook. I'm also on Instagram, uh, Sales Inside Edge. I'm also on LinkedIn. You can come and hang out on LinkedIn under Julia Zilke. Um, but yeah, I would love if anyone wants to come and hang out, can, blah, come and hang out with me, come to one of the workshops. They're super fun. We keep the energy really high. And I am very passionate in my workshops about giving lots of value. So everyone walks away with lots of tips and strategies. So if anyone wants to come along to our next workshop, let us know in the comments. Just say workshop in the comments. And I would love, love, love to gift you a free ticket to one of my next workshops. Amazing. Thank you so much, Julie, for your time. Thank you again. <laughs> Look forward to it. See you. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. If you have enjoyed this podcast, then you're definitely going to love 
our Coaches 10K Kit. I have created this specifically for you to show you how to get your first 10K. This is an incredible bundle that I created when you get unlimited access, like literally lifetime access to two of my main courses where I show you exactly how to get to your 10K a month. You're gonna absolutely love this, but on top of this, there's also a sneak peek inside of my sold out business academy. Seven days where you get to really try out and watch all the things that you can and really get the gist of what we do inside of that sold out business academy. This is priceless. I am so excited to have you joining this. I mean, it's only $197 at the moment, so please make sure that you, share, you check the description and the show notes to see if this offer is still available, but you guys need to go and come and check it out. Check the description for the link uh, and go and join our Coaches 10K Kit. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll see you in the next episode.